When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, and welcome to Weekly Roundtable. C-SPAN here. I know my voice has been struggling, so uh, that was actually a good one uh, this week. Uh, only a couple announcements. Uh, my man, Side Effects, is kicking my tail in the uh, Patriot Challenge this month. Hopefully, you guys are getting your mileage in. Uh, again, the goal is if you're on the Roundtable team or trying to keep up with your regional teams, uh, 56.5 miles in three modes of travel. Uh, and Darby or somebody will send you something cool, but that's that's the goal. I am falling way short, and so I'm going to tell everybody if you got any extra miles, go ahead and uh, get them in and get them get them logged because I am falling short this month. So, uh, next thing, just wanted to uh, do a quick announcement, saying I know there's a lot of stuff going on. I've I've traveled around the last couple of weeks and I've uh, been catching up with guys. Um, Again, as you're working out with guys, the biggest thing I always want to encourage you to do, get along with everybody from 515 uh, to 6 o'clock. doesn't matter what your political views are, your religious views. Just bear down. Get after it. If uh, the queue recognizes everybody's uh, chattering about politics or religion or too, anything too much, just do more flying squirrels and run really fast, and uh, you'll get everybody breathing heavy. And, uh, we can just go back to being guys having a good time. So those are my two announcements for this week. Uh, my guests this week are all West Coast guys. And so we are going to talk a little bit of West Coast, catch everybody up on what's going on. Kind of this band, uh, not really mountain time zone, but kind of mo mostly mountain time zone. Um, and what's going on kind of in the center of the country, what's going on with F3. And these guys will tell you they're more West than center. So uh, let's start with the easy stuff first. And uh, Tater, who EH'd you, how long have you been doing F3? Thanks, Eastman. I was EH by Knob Creek down in F3 Houston. I've been doing F3 for three and a half years. Yeah, now when we talk Houston, that's a, good, that's a place with a bunch of high, um, high impact, man. And I know when we talk Houston, I still got to do a shout out to Duggar, who I still owe at least one breakfast to. So shout out to these guys in Houston. I don't know if you have any guys you want to shout out to uh, by, before we move on. Yeah, I mean, really just, you know, taps for the whole F3 Houston cruise. You know, they're going through their freeze and, you know, hopefully coming through um, that. But, yeah, you know, taps for those guys. Yeah, I mean, Duggar's a great guy. Camo down in F3, Katie, you know, also a great guy. Got it. Appreciate you, brother. All right, jumping to Coco in Salt Lake. Coco, who are you? How long have you been doing F? How long have you been doing F3? AC fan. Uh, yeah, so I was EH'd by Shaggy from uh, Raleigh back in uh, 2013. So it's been about seven, almost seven and a half years now that uh, I've, been, I've been posting. So in Raleigh is another place uh, similar to Houston. Tons of high-impact men. Uh, Shaggy's another really solid dude. Um, and I know there's a bunch of guys in Raleigh that have, uh, I've worked out with. Just a really solid crew. Anybody you want to shout out to? 
Yeah, so so I came from Churum, um, and Shaggy uh, was one of the guys that helped Churum get launched. So that Churum is the combination between Chapel Hill and Durham that uh, originally were two separate regions, then came to together to be one. So uh, too many guys to really call out independently, but uh, some good news out of Churum and some exciting transition that uh, the two Conantans, again, as the two original regions came together, Riggs and Adolphus just handed over new Nantan responsibilities to Teo. So good transitions back in Churum. Boy, that is a solid list of guys you just made right there. So shout out to all those guys in Raleigh. All right. Uh, as we're working our way from north to south here, heading up to or heading down to Phoenix. So, Chief, who EH to? How long have you been doing F3? Yeah, C-SPAN, thanks for having me. Uh, so I was EH by Clock Blocker, two, two L's there, Clock Blocker. Um, and so I've been doing F3 a little under three years. We've actually got our three-year convergence coming up here in a couple of weeks. So Clock Blocker is my brother-in-law. Uh, so <laughs> I had a couple of things working against me that I uh, – no, no way out, really. Um, the AO, he was the H in me, too, was about a half mile from my house. And then um, I thought Thanksgiving dinners with the family would be a little, a little awkward if I uh, wasn't returning his calls about all that. So <laughs> – but no, I'm, I'm grateful he did, and um, yeah, haven't haven't looked back since. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, Chief, I was uh, before we start press record, I told you uh, I've actually worked out in Phoenix. Bunch of solid guys there. Um, I'm not sure I, would, I know Clock Blocker, but a uh, bunch of really really quality guys. I worked out with them for a week at a meeting um, uh, for workout in that area, and those guys took really good care of me. So solid solid crew in Phoenix. So. All right. Well, so as the podcasters are listening uh, this week, I just want to make sure they kind of understand what we're going to do. We're going to talk uh, Idaho, Salt Lake City, and then uh, Phoenix. These guys are going to give a quick update on what's going on in those areas. But part of the idea is uh, vaccines are coming. Things are going to open up again. People are starting to travel around. And as we start traveling, um, the other thing that's happening is these guys are moving. My man Geronimo is moving to Salt Lake City, and so um, I've already warned Coco that the shortest Ranger panties you're ever going to see are going to show up in Salt Lake City here in a minute. Um, but the idea is guys start moving, start uh, travel starts going. We want to make sure everybody understands what's going, kind of going on in the, uh, you know, across, the, across the country with F3. So, Tater, I'm going to get out of your way. Why don't you start and just tell us, I actually don't know how long is Boise at a year yet. How long has Boise been open? And why don't you give us an update on what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. No, we've been open for seven weeks. You know, we're still new. We're we're counting weeks like a baby. So, um, you know, currently we have one AO. You know, running that three times a week officially. Um, we have a second AO that will launch soon, um, and then which you know, so that will give us five workouts a week, and then you know. We'll probably make official kind of our, our Friday rucks because um, you know the crew's been taken into been taking the rucking really well. Um, so yeah, so it's only been seven weeks. You know, we're we got a core group of about ten guys. You know, about sixteen kind of rotate through. You know, we're really about ten guys. So you know, we're really focused on you know getting you know the packs getting physically fit and then you know, heavy focus on the culture. You know, I think that when we started F3 in Boise, you know, that was something that we wanted to kind of put in from the beginning was, you know, the culture, because I think is what we started talking to the guys, you know, and 
we all say give it away, but you know the new guys, you know, you kind of get a blank stare. So you know we're trying to teach them of you know what we're giving away, and you know that's been really beneficial. And kind of how we're accomplishing that is, you know, we're doing cafeteria every day, and which is pretty funny because our weekday workouts get um, done so early. Most coffee shops aren't open. So we actually just go have coffee at like a Jackson's, which is a gas station right around the corner. Um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of doing that. And then, you know, it's it's really been rewarding to, you know, kind of see the packs grow together. Um, we had a kind of a, a Super Bowl party with some of the packs got together and got the families together. So, you know, you can really see, you know, those bonds starting to form and, you know, getting that fellowship in. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm going to jump in there. A couple things that I love um, that you talked about right there is podpackers will listen to this. It doesn't matter what kind of region you came from. We talked about Houston and Raleigh and a bunch of, you know, really influential regions. But one of the things they did is that first group is they're building the bricks of a, of a solid organization. They get that first step right because we're can, you know, all of us know that's the magnet that gets more guys to show out, uh, show up and show up or show, show up and get out. The other thing is um, is working on that second half, and I love the cafeteria. Um, you know, another thing about building culture is getting the second half right, and where that's just part of what guys do. I, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a thermos of coffee in the back of the pickup truck, or if it's driving around the corner to a. You don't have to have something fancy open at that hour of the day. Just uh, you know, just do something casual. Go to the gas station, get a cup of coffee, catch up with each other start your day the best way you can with some fellowship and then uh, get on about your day. So Tater, great update. Uh, you know, congratulations on the launch. Uh, I know Boise is going to be a, a great, you know, a great place uh, for PAX workout. And then I, I know you guys will grow across uh, Idaho because that's another, it's another state uh, as we go through the mountain time zone where guys are used to being outside, working outside, and um, doing a lot of exercise outside. So it's not like it's going to be foreign to them. They're going to be used to it. They'll have the gear and everything to do that. So, Tater, anything else you want to share with the group? Um, no, not really, other than, you know, as you mentioned earlier, if, you know, you're coming through town, you know, find us on Twitter, F3 Boise, or I'm on the nation's Slack. So we like to, you know, treat you to a workout when you're in town. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you wouldn't even uh, – you'd probably honor guys if uh, they wanted a cue. You'd probably let them, huh? Yeah, and you know what's funny about that? Because um, I guess a tangent here, but how we got started was I was actually listening to the Roundtable podcast, um, which was the West Coast Q4 2020 update, um, where you had Gobbler, Angus, Angus, Alexa, and 88 on there. Um, and I was just out rocking by myself, and I was like, man – you know, let me start this up in Boise. So, you know, I reached out to Angus, talked to him, and, you know, and as you know, he's now, I don't know, semi-moved to the East Coast. But, yeah, I text him once in a while saying, you know, when you come by, you got the queue. So I don't know if he's ever going to get back to Portland, but, you know, he's, yeah. he's already on the queue schedule. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And that's another solid guy that we talked about planting is uh, for the podcasters who haven't been through a plan or start, in a, you know, like similar to what Boise is going through. It takes a lot of energy up front to get these things going. And so um, having guys and having this network across the country of, of teams to support you and then using the expansion groups, the tool time and Bing and those guys 
and the resources they can provide to you, and then um, looping in the Troubadour groups. I, I really think it's just a, a, a great recipe we got going for expansion right now. Tater, uh, thanks, for, thanks for being here and giving us the update. So uh, we'll jump yep. in the Jeep and we'll drive, uh, start driving south. We'll head to Salt Lake City with Coco. So Coco, why don't you give us an update of what's going on in Salt Lake? Yeah, thanks, Eastman. So we launched in 2019, September of 2019. So we're probably now 16 months in or so um, and uh, have been lucky to, to find some great guys, a uh, good core. We had kind of a Group. It was a three amigos crew for a little while. Then it was a core of four, and then all of a sudden that jumps to five and six. And uh, we have this is not necessarily an official measurement or a way that we measure our growth, but uh, you know, 100 plus guys on Slack, um, almost averaging double digits at every workout, and uh, we've got a total of 11 workouts during the week. Um, and if anybody's familiar with the Salt Lake Valley, you've got Salt Lake County, which is where Salt Lake City is located, and just below that, you've got Utah County, which is where uh, Provo and other big cities located. And um, so we've got two core groups um, in both of those counties. And uh, what I was just reminded of a few minutes ago is uh, Dread and Dark Helmet always used to go back and forth and kind of joking about, you know, Provo and how, you know, F3 would never expand to Provo. Well, we've got five AOs uh, right around Provo right now. And it's, I think, uh, Tater, you, you know, similar thing. Like all of a sudden when Boise popped up, it's like Idaho. Whoever thought that was going to happen? So uh, we had a little bit of that, and, and we're lucky to have the support of um, Dark Helmet when he was still in his previous, one of his previous roles as uh, being in charge of Mustard Seed Expansion. And uh, when I knew that we were moving from Churum back in Chapel Hill and Durham out to Salt Lake, um, <clears throat> I'd never been to Utah before except for my job interview, which was like two weeks prior. So uh, we were stepping into, into uncharted territory, reached out to Dark Helmet, and coincidentally he's got some connections out, out here. And, uh, we were fortunate enough to become uh, or be tagged as a 2019 LEAP site uh, for expansion. And so had uh, plenty of resources and plenty of guys um, that were interested and, and willing to come out during that launch uh, month over those those four consecutive weekends uh, in September and um, had guys like Fry Daddy and, and My Pleasure from Raleigh and um, uh, Rambler from Churum and a bunch of other guys that were able to come out and be here and really set the tone and, and show some neat perspective uh, for the guys that we had already been able to develop over the previous months. Um, thinking about this, you know, earlier today, you know, if we've all come from a big region, whether it's Metro or it's Houston or, you know, or it's Churum or Raleigh, wherever, uh, we're surrounded by it. And so setting up something like Tater's doing now, like, uh, you know, Chief's been a part of in Phoenix and we're doing in Salt Lake. When you come from a bigger region and you're trying to spread the message and kind of set the tone and the Example, it's a, it's a really fun challenge, um, a good challenge to have, and it's, it's not easy work, but once you get those guys that are bought in, and um, we've got some great guys here, a solid father-son combo of Doubletree and Punch-Out, who I think in a matter of days had both carved through um, the full Q-Source and Free to Lead. When you get guys like that that buy into it and see the kind of the full vision around what F3 is and what we're looking to, to develop, it's, um, it's really fun, and uh, you get a lot of momentum that way, and we've been fortunate to have that. Yeah, and I, let me jump in and ask a couple questions because I know the podpacksers are going to ask, um, you know, you, and I know you were a leap site, and so that's a little bit different because you get a little more energy up front, but still that's really solid growth up, up to 11, uh, 11 workouts uh, already uh, at this point. So why don't you just talk the podpacksers through a little bit about what you guys have been doing and I know word of mouth is the best way to do it, but can you talk a little bit about how, you got, how you've been EH in this many guys and 
is it really all just the network and once you got the right guys, or can you just walk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think different regions do it differently. I mean, obviously, uh, we've got some guys in, in uh, part of the packs now that <clears throat> are definitely more uh, savvy and, and engaged with social, social media than I am. I think, the, frankly, the only reason I have a Twitter account is uh, to follow F3-related stuff. Um, and so uh, Punch-Out, again, uh, has been great in kind of leading that for us and being very involved in social media and following other regions and, and uh, getting follows back. And I think what that's helped us to do is to gain exposure even from within the nation itself. So when guys are traveling or guys are coming out here, say, to ski for vacation, um, uh, you know, that's been really helpful to have guys pass through. I think, Tater, you passed through not too long ago, and we've had some guys, Chief from Phoenix, come through as well. We've got you know, Angus had come through at some point previously from Portland, and, of course, Gobbler's been through. And so for whatever reason, um, you know, work, family, vacation, et cetera, we've had a lot of good crossover that way. And I think that's continued to show our packs now, like, hey, it's not some random guy, you know, from North Carolina that showed up one day and said, let's do this thing. Um, it's really, it's, that's it's obviously, it's, it's a full nation, and, and now we're stepping into Kenya. I think that's our most recent expansion site. Uh, it's cool to see that, yeah. and it gives more, more perspective to what we all are individually uh, a part of, which is something much bigger than ourselves. So uh, I think, though, for our local growth, it's really been about the relationships that we have with guys from work or from church or from the neighborhood. So we have definitely had a few guys show up. Um, that have either, you know, listened to a podcast or listened to something that referenced F F3 and then gone to the Nation website that's come to ours at F3SaltLake.com. We've had a few guys show up that way. But by and large, uh, most of our growth has been, you know, through that, that personal EH and trying to get that guy, you know, to come out and be in the gloom with you at 530. Roger that. And I, um, and I, I just appreciate your enthusiasm because, uh, you know, I think that's the other thing is um, – we talked a little bit about with Tater about the building these you know building blocks when you build a region. Part of those building blocks is great. You're here now. Who else you're bringing? And when that becomes part of your culture, and you know, I, I have the example from Fort Mill where I you know where I started. It's when guys just are in the habit of I showed up and four or five weeks later I'm talking to my friends about it and I'm trying to bring guys out and then they're bringing guys out. All of a sudden you do get this just it's momentum. And it feels really cool to be riding that. It sounds like that's where Salt Lake is right now. So keep up the good work, yeah. brother. Uh, any, anything else you want to throw out? You know, just one thing you just rem reminded me of, C-SPAN, and, and I think Dark Helmet shared this with me. Here I am like, moving out all gung-ho. One of my biggest hesitations and, and reservations, frankly, about moving out here was, uh, was leaving all the packs back in Sherham. I mean, those are just, without a doubt, you know, my best friends in the world. And that was harder, frankly, than moving away from all of our family who's still back there. Um, and that's been a hard transition as well. But, but Dark Helmet said, you know, it, it's going to be the guys that you meet that are on the ground there that have the relationships. You know, moving from out of state or wherever, you're not going to be the one that's going to develop a packs of 100 or 500. You know, you've got to develop the relationships with those local guys that then, you know, have, have lived there for forever or know all the guys in the neighborhood or from college or high school. Uh, and that was good advice. I mean, like, you know, we've all come into our roles, I'm sure, wanting to develop it ourselves, but it's about getting one more guy who's got a network of other guys, and all of a sudden you get three new FNGs that are showing up, and you're struggling naming them all because there's just so, so many at one time. So that was good advice. We've certainly seen that. Guys that are networked in here uh, have certainly helped us to, to really grow, um, and that's especially true of um, guys like Long Haul down in, in Utah County. Uh, they've exploded, and it's been really exciting to see them grow. Yeah, Roger that. 
All right, let's jump in the Jeep again. I'll fire it up here, and let's drive to Phoenix. And so, Chief, why don't you give us the update on Phoenix? So we will also tell you we kind of went um, – we drove north to south here. Uh, now that we're in Phoenix, you know, to, uh, Idaho was the newest. Phoenix is the most um, – you know, they got the longest tenure going, and they also got probably the most going on. So we want to make sure the pod packers are following us. We went Idaho just started, um, Salt Lake City's year and a half ish old, and now we're going to Phoenix, which is almost double that and almost three years old. So, Chief, why don't you take it from here? Chief, man, did you take off the the chains on the tires? Now that we're in Phoenix, yeah, I did. I I, I took it out of four wheel drive. We're <laughs> too high right now, and um, the I actually took the doors and the roof off also so now that we got the Phoenix and I can actually get some sun on my bald head. So you take it from here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so uh, just kind of a quick background on, you know, where we are today. So we started, we launched in March of 2018. Um, and so today we're up to workouts every day of the week. We've got nine different AOs other than Sunday. We've got at least two workouts a day, sometimes as many as four. Um, I think it was the uh, fourth quarter Western region call that uh, someone had referenced earlier that uh, Gobbler was talking about kind of how spread out the Western region is in, you know, in general relative to, you know, Metro and some of the other regions. And so just to put it in perspective, um, I was actually curious. I mapped it out today from the furthest Southeast AO that we have to our furthest Northwest AO. 50 miles, which is a one-hour drive um, with no traffic of kind of middle of the day. So um, I think it, that, you know, sometimes presents challenges, but it's also we kind of view that as a, a blessing at times, too, and, and too, and there's ways that we've kind of learned from that and, you know, use that to our advantage. But um, just to kind of put in perspective, that's where we are. It's, it's the city of Phoenix, but then also the Phoenix metro area that falls under our region. So it's got... Uh, City of Tempe, City of Gilbert, we've got a couple of other cities that we're hopefully expanding to in the next, you know, I'd say four to eight weeks, uh, City of Scottsdale, and then hopefully uh, City of Cape Creek up in northern northern Phoenix area. So um, I thought I'd kind of walk down through, you know, first, second, third Fs of what we have been doing, uh, what we have in the pipeline, some of our different initiatives there. But really to, to echo, you know, what Tater and Coco, what you guys have been saying, um, we've, uh, you know, we've lately been really, really trying to push um, the F3 culture. And the way that we've been doing that is by just always coming back to the mission. So always coming back to the mission. When the SLT meets, that's what we talk about. What's our mission statement? Um, if what we're doing or not doing, is that, is that helping or is that, you know, is it moving towards that or moving away from that? Um, and we talked a lot about it. I think it was actually C-SPAN on the last call, uh, last uh, podcast with Red Baron. Um, he talked about dissecting the mission statement. It's kind of funny. We, we've done that, too, where we say, you know, the planting, the growing, and the serving of small worker groups, it's extremely important, but that's more of the what, kind of what we do. But in, you know, in my opinion, I, I focus a lot on the, the why. I think that's probably the more important part in the why. Why do we do those things? is to, obviously, you guys now invigorate male community leadership. So um, we, we focus on that a lot. The mission, we come back to that, come back to the five core principles, which, again, I think that's very similar to what, you know, Tater and Coco, what you guys are doing in your region as well. Um, kind of going down the list then, first F, so our, our first FQ is Fokker. He's done 
an awesome job here through you know through um, the last I guess last year through COVID and different restrictions and everything you know that we had there. But um, I'd say we've got we're, we're really fortunate and, and grateful that we've got the ability to have a lot of different types of AOs. So we have the standard you know um, standard boot camp beatdown. That's probably majority of our AOs are that, but in addition, we have uh, a hike up Camelback, which C-SPAN, I know you, I think you mentioned you did that last time you were out here. Uh, we also have a trail run around um, around another one of the mountains here. It's about a four and a half mile trail run. And so we're, we're fortunate, again, we've got a lot of different, you know, AO varieties, which I think is a benefit there. It's really, really cool to see where, you know, there's some guys that the boot camp style beatdowns, that's just not their thing. Um, and they're maybe more of a runner or uh, maybe, you know, have an injury and they can't do that. They need to do a, kind of a slower paced hike, whatever it may be. So we've got a lot of options, which is really good for growth. I think that's helped us there. Um, another thing, you know, on the first F, so I mentioned we're very, very spread out. But um, what, what we've done, and it was an initiative started by U-Haul here in our, our region is, we said, hey, first, uh, I think it was first Thursday or first Friday, I can't remember, of, of each month um, for a couple of different AOs that are about 20 to 30 minutes apart. Let's all go over to one. So on, you know, the first Thursday, one AO will all go join the other one. And then the next, you know, the next first Thursday of the next month, the other AO will come join this one. And so it's really cool. You get to work out with people that you normally wouldn't. But also we've used it as a great recruiting tool for FNGs. And so... I know that day we, we had I think five or six FMGs come um, because it was in an area where we normally, you know, some of us normally wouldn't go to when the post do in the mornings. And it's a little bit harder to tell your buddy, hey, uh, I, I do this thing called F3 and I love it and you'll love it and um, you should go. There's one right by your house. And then they say, oh, great. Are, are you going to be there? And you're like, no, <laughs> uh, I won't be there. I'll actually be at a different one that's, you know, 30 minutes away closer to my house. And so, We've used that as a great tool where we can EH guys that it's maybe right down the street from them and we know them, but we wouldn't normally, uh, or I shouldn't say normally, wouldn't, it wouldn't be as easy to EH them to maybe our home AO or our home you know, kind of area that we, that we go to on a regular basis. Um, in terms of CSOPs, we did, uh, kind of bad timing, it was right around COVID, so it was a little bit of a bummer, but Fokker had organized an awesome 14-mile uh, uh, Ruck, where um, so there's a mountain here smack dab in the middle of Phoenix called Camelback Mountain, and so the the sea top was Ruck the Hump, where we went from one AO to the mountain, over the mountain, back over, and then back to the AO. It was about 14 miles, um, so that was that was a really good success. And then I think in October we're looking at doing uh, a Grand Canyon hike of rim to rim, which is 25 miles, um, can take anywhere from seven to eight hours to maybe 12 hours, depending on, uh, you know, how quick or how slow you're going. But um, so we're looking forward to that. That's later on this year. And, um, you know, fortunately, we've got plenty of time because it takes a couple of months to train for. But uh, we're really, really excited for that. And then the, the last thing on the first step that I would mention is um, so our ComsQ Huggies and 3rd F, uh, Q Armstrong, early on, they did an awesome job of developing a backblast submission form. It's a Google form. It's fillable. It's got a drop-down list of our AOs. It's got a drop-down list of packs. You, you check a box of which packs came. It's got 
you know, uh, kind of a, a breakout of the different sections need to be completed, you know, uh, uh, the intro, the, the workout, and, and COT or what, whatever it may be. Um, but that's been really, really helpful for us. Um, one, it makes it easy to submit a back class. So, you know, it, it's an easy thing and um, doesn't take, take people a whole bunch of time. But then two, we've been able to use that, and I'm sure regions do this as well, maybe in a different manner, but we've been able to use that to track attendance, which has been really cool uh, in terms of being able to set goals for yourself. If you want to say, hey, I want to post 200 times a year, 100 times a year, or 10 times a month, whatever it is, if you're setting goals, you can use that to track you know, your progress and see where you are. So um, that's been really, really helpful so far. Um, and again, they did an awesome job developing that and making that easy. That's uh, all that tech stuff that is definitely over my head. But <laughs> um, moving down to second F, and so uh, our second FQ is sweater vest, uh, and, and so we've recently started um, second F Fridays, where on the second Friday of every month. We're trying to coordinate uh, a lunch or some sort of a get-together. And the goal is kind of uh, twofold. One, um, obviously, get together with PACs, you know, develop relationships with them, be able to talk outside of a 45-minute you know, workout. Um, and then second is we're trying to support local businesses as well, which um, obviously, you know, restaurants and, you know, uh, and things like that have, have really been struggling. So we've been trying to find places that have a big outdoor patio, uh, somewhere where we can space out at a big table or, you know, grab three or four tables or whatever it is. So we just started doing that. Um, another thing that this is really an intersection of first half and second half, but um, sandbag and ATM, um, I love this idea. I thought it was great. They started a first Friday rock where it's actually a Friday night, the first Friday night of every month. They do, um, they do a rock. I think it varies in terms of length and usually four to five miles roughly. But they've modeled it, I don't know if anyone did, the Sasquatch uh, over the summer. I think, it, I believe it was F3 Cleveland um, that might have, might have kicked that off. But they've kind of followed that same format where they'll rock a mile, then they'll have one, one person lead, maybe a 10-minute, a quick 10-minute beat down, ruck another mile, have another person lead a you know, quick 10-minute beat down. And so um, it's a good way to you know, get maybe new new people that are a little bit nervous about queuing or don't want to do a full hour queue or a full 45-minute queue to really kind of jump in and um, in kind of a, a space where it's, you know, it's for a short amount of time and people can jump in and help. So it's good at developing leaders. And then I think also it's a great way to check the box on the fellowship component, which obviously, you know, the last year has been, been really tough to do outside of, you know, workouts and, and stuff, you know, outside the park. So... I thought that's been really, really good, um, and, and I know that they've, they've had a lot of success with it. For third F, uh, Armstrong's crushing it. He's our, our third FQ, and so he's uh, he both in and Huggy as well as well have kind of followed. We're, we're inspired by and have followed the um, the guidance that GMO out of St. Louis and that SLT what they had implemented, where uh, they kind of built teams underneath each of them, they would work with them, um, support them. Um, and again, the whole, coming back to the whole mission of F3, that's, that's you know, <laughs> that's an, kind of low-hanging fruit or an easy way to bring in new people and develop leaders there. And so um, he's done long, or I'm sorry, Armstrong has done an awesome job 
building that out. He's got uh, a Bible study that's being queued by Longboard. He's got a monthly prayer night that's being queued by my, my brother-in-law, Clock Blocker. Um, and then he's also working on uh, establishing like a, a community outreach or you know a community involvement queue. So, um, which speaking of um, what we've been doing there, um, we for uh, uh, the Free to Bleed initiative. I don't know if anyone else has heard of that across the region, but uh, definitely you know big T claps to the Free to Bleed him set that up, got that going. I had no idea that that was even an issue, you know, that there was such a blood supply shortage right now. Um, but we've kind of gotten behind that. We've done this uh, Tuesday, so earlier this week, we had our second round of, of packs that gave blood. Um, so first time, I think we had 15 to 20 or so packs, and this time we had another maybe 10 to 15 or so. So we're grateful that, you know, they started that. Um, you know, it's kind of a, an easy, practical way to to literally give back and, and help out. Um, and I know there's a, a way to look it up, but I know in the western region in our area, we have a bigger uh, blood supply shortage at, at blood banks than I think the rest of the country. So again, it's an easy way to step up and it's been a, a good way to bring the packs together. Another thing that we've been doing in the community is uh, really jumping behind a local food bank here called St. Mary's. So um, we didn't know this until one of the PACs pointed out we, there's an article that came out locally that food banks here in Phoenix, and I'm, I'm sure this is probably you know similar message across the country, their volunteers are down 50% since March, but their demand, number of people coming through, number of families coming through has gone up 25%. So they're, they're kind of getting hit on both sides, of it, which is just so, so tough to think about. And so what we did a couple weeks ago is uh, we had about 30 packs plus four or five 2.0s come, and we went and, and volunteered there, packed some emergency food boxes, and we packed 800 or so food boxes. We brought a whole bunch of food with us to donate. And so um, I think what we're trying to do now is uh, just really kind of pick a, a cause or focus um, and go all in on them instead, instead of really – spreading, you know, maybe a mile wide and a foot deep. We're trying to go maybe a foot deep and a mile, um, or I'm sorry, a foot, a foot wide and a mile deep. I think that's what we're trying to do here with St. Mary's is really get behind them, really try to chip in and help. Um, I know that they're, you know, they, they just have a huge need right now. But, um, so that kind of rounds up first, second, and third up. I've got a few a few other initiatives I can walk through. Um, C-SPAN didn't know if you... Yeah, I was going to tell you, bro, no, you're you're doing great, brother. I, why don't you do your Why don't you do your last? And I, I've got a bunch of questions because I've been taking notes while you were talking. Why don't you uh, Why don't you run through the? I know you have some other items you wanted to cover. Let's Let's go do those, and then I'll ask my question. Yeah. So uh, I've got two other things. One, hopefully this will kind of help out. You know the you know newer regions for you know, theater. You guys in Boise um, and newer ones right now, or maybe potentially new ones that we have down the road. But I kind of wanted to share a few lessons that we had uh, where we learned, you know, or struggled with as a relatively newer region. So hopefully others, you know, won't, won't repeat that um, and can learn from our mistakes. And so uh, one of the big things is I would really urge you guys to develop uh, an SLT, shared leadership team, as early on as, as possible. I think without that, uh, Huggies on our SLT team said it best is that you just, you don't really have that focused direction. And then you can still 
do well, you can still grow, you can still, you know, develop great friendships, you can still work out, uh, still help the community. I think mean, I mean, you can still do those things, but I think this just to it totally amplifies it if you have an SLT that, again, has a focus and a vision for it. Um, and then the, the second thing is focus on the mission, mission, mission. I know our, our previous Nantan who had to move away, um, he was big on that, and I know we're really, really grateful. He was big on what's the mission, what's the mission, what's the mission, and then what are the five core principles, and always coming back to that. And I think initially, before we had that SLT in place, that maybe wasn't the case. Um, I think some of that, you know, some of the, the value, F3 values and culture were coming through uh, maybe, you know, unintentionally or, or indirectly, but I think uh, Odin just did a phenomenal job of kind of redirecting us and helping us focus there. So those are kind of, we, we have plenty of others that I would be happy to share with any new region, um, but those are kind of two big ones that we had. And then um, shifting gears, the last couple of things I had of just a couple of things that I, I think what we're doing are somewhat unique um, that I wanted to share because I know we've been inspired by hearing about what other regions are doing. Again, the, I mentioned the St. Louis SLT, what they're doing to, you know, kind of spread out the team and, and build that team out. Um, and, and so really wanted to go down there. And, again, hopefully you guys can take them, apply them if they – if it makes sense. If not, uh, you know, maybe, maybe take a piece of it and do whatever you want with it. But, um, again, since we're a relatively newer region, uh, one of the things that we did uh, this fall, and it was uh, you know, kind of championed by U-Haul, who had the, the idea and, you know, kind of the execution of it, was we had an FNG day. And so we started advertising this six to eight weeks beforehand, maybe, where it was, hey, bring, bring as many FNGs as you can, bring as many FNGs as you can. And um, the goal here is going to, obviously, to introduce more people to F3, but we talked a lot about the why behind it. So why are we trying to bring you know, more people here to F3. Um, and so we focused, again, on, on the mission. It, you know, helps uh, bring, bring more leaders into the group that we can learn from, that makes us better. And then hopefully uh, there's leaders that come that, you know, they can develop more leadership skills over time and, you know, and chip in and uh, benefit whoever it is, their community, their families, themselves, whatever it may be. Um, I will say uh, – <laughs> Uh, one one of the reasons we we may have it may have worked out so well is we we coordinated a food truck towards the end too, um, and, and so we actually had a pack a relatively newer pack the other day. He was joking around with me, scoop, and he's like, "Yeah, I you know I, I thought you guys always had the food truck on Saturdays. <laughs> it wasn't just on FNG day, but um, no, it worked out great. We had I think 48 or 50 people there, and like 20 of them were FNGs. But a, a kind of a side benefit of it that we did not intend or didn't realize um, going into it was it was kind of a, it was really a good way um, to, to kind of refocus on, again, the mission, that three culture, uh, and the five core principles. And so we, we spent a lot of time at the end, it was, you know, geared towards the FNGs, but I think it was really good for the more recent packs and maybe even the old, you know, the older packs just to hear it again of, you know, what's the mission and, and why are we here? What are we ultimately trying to do? Another thing we're doing is uh, we learned this concept from someone I, I feel awful. Um, I, I don't recall what region it was, maybe a year or two ago, but they talked about how in COT they would go around and the sixth person 
was their, uh, you know, kind of like their pick of the six, where they would, you know, share something about maybe a time when they were in the six, it could be in a workout, it could be in their life, whatever, whatever, you know, they felt comfortable with. And so we kind of took that and ran with it. We thought it was a great idea. And so now what we do is uh, the sixth day of every week, a fancy way of saying Saturdays, <laughs> um, the sixth day of every month, or uh, the sixth month of every year, it's a fancy way of saying June, <laughs> is uh, those are pick up the six days, or, you know, in June, it's the pick up the six months. And so what we do is during COT on Saturdays or the sixth of the month, we'll go around and every sixth person will kind of talk a little bit for 30 seconds or a minute or two about what's their why, what's their why behind F3, why do they post, um, what keeps bringing them out, what gets them out of bed in the morning. Um, and so it's been really cool to hear about, uh, you know, what, what kind of makes everyone tick because it, it truly is different. Um, and so I, I love that, and I think it's, it's been really, really good for our region. Um, and so, again, I T-claps to whoever brought that idea. I, I, I wish I could uh, give you guys credit. I can't remember who it was. Uh, and then the last thing, you know, again, I think this is probably somewhat common, but um, we've got our three-year convergence coming up here in March, and what we're doing, or what we've established is, you know, hey, uh, roughly every year, let's roll off half of the SLT um, and roll in, you know, uh, a couple of new people. And so the goal there, again, is to introduce more people to leadership opportunities, give them the ability to work on leadership skills, um, and then, in addition to that, I think we're actually this year at least going to expand some of the roles and create some new uh, new leadership roles. So we uh, in Phoenix, I don't know how it is in other regions, but we get so many downrangers. Um, you know, during regular times in a non-COVID environment, we are probably getting two to four a week, I would say. Um, we've had Hello Kitty out a couple of times. I think we've actually queued once or twice out here before. Uh, we have people all across the country, which we absolutely love, uh, love having them queue, love having them be involved. So um, we're going to have someone be our, our downrange queue, which is essentially our, uh, we're thinking of it as like a host <laughs> when they're here in Phoenix where they can uh, give them a good, you know, good recommendation for a restaurant, a hike, a golf course, you know, wh whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been exciting. We definitely, again, we've had, had some things we learned from early on that we struggled with, but um, you know I feel really fortunate of all the packs that we have and the SLT that we have in place. Um, we've been able to, to make some decent strides. Yeah, brother. And so for the podpacksers that were listening to that, that's at the three-year mark. So we, as we said, we were, we were driving from north to south. There, um, you can see what three years. Um, and Phoenix is on fire. Obviously, that's why they're here and why we're asking them so many questions. And I'm going to transition to my questions. Well, let me do a couple statements first. One of the things I loved when you were going over the uh, first step, and I know uh, Coco talked about this in Salt Lake also, is having this variety of AOs because I think every region should be doing this. Your first FQ and your Nantan or your Weasel Shaker, you should be evaluating your schedule um, once a quarter. And if you've got, if you're too boot camp heavy or you're too run heavy or you're too ruck heavy, you need to balance it back out. And I know the guys are going to do what they want to do, but you want to have a schedule that keeps everybody engaged. And so having that good variety of AOs is brilliant. Um, I love the U-Haul road trip uh, scenario that you went through where uh, you get together and, and converge. 
um, every other month or what you know, or every month you're choosing which AO to post at. I love that idea. I think that's a great way to build some camaraderie. Uh, we will tell you that um, I also like when you do some um, competition stuff and do Q versus Q on some of those and take the toughest Q from the one AO versus the toughest Q from the other AO or the um, you know respect from one and the respect from the other and have them Q and split it up or the youngest from each side or whatever. Uh, that, that's another really cool way when you're getting together. Next thing on my list was your rim-to-rim CSOP. You might get a bunch of guys showing up for that, so make sure you get that out. Um, you can call uh, Rapido and Hello Kitty on um, you know, uh, COT and make sure you get all the details out because I'm sure guys would love to do Grand Canyon trips uh, out to see you guys. And then the last thing I'll, uh, I'll add is the, uh, the electronic backlash form. Sounds great. Uh, that sounds like a, a great way to do it. So uh, great work in TCLAPS, those comms guys. I'm sure they're all in the nation Slack, and you can probably get the details there. So that's everything. And uh, Chief, did I miss anything? Anything else you want to go over? No, I don't think so. I think the last thing I want to add is, um, again, I kind of referenced it a little bit with, you know, like stuff that after Cleveland did with the Sasquatch or, uh, you know, the – the region had the pick of the six idea. Again, I, I know for me, listening to this podcast, 43 Speed, COT, everything, I know I'm inspired by a lot of what's happening. And so I think the more you guys can talk about that, the better. Because uh, I know there's a lot of things where, again, I'll hear it and I'll be like, oh, my, like, that is an amazing idea. Like, why didn't we think of that? Or, gosh, that'll really, you know, help our region a ton. And so... Um, we love, love hearing about that stuff. And so I just definitely encourage you guys to the extent you're doing anything unique like those things, the Sasquatch or whatever it is, um, again, please, please let the rest of the nation know. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Appreciate you saying that. So let me, uh, I'm going to circle back. Tater, any final thoughts? Nope, uh, nothing from me. Appreciate you, Tater. It's great having you, brother. Coco, final thoughts. She's saying, yeah. Uh, Chief, you mentioned this, you know, the distance between AOs. I think you said, uh, you know, from, uh, from one to the other furthest distance, maybe 30 minutes. If you look at the map of the western U.S., and I'll admit, when we moved out here, I had to reacquaint myself with uh, just where these states were. You know, Tater up in Boise, uh, if we use Salt Lake as kind of a central reference point, he's still five hours away. Chief, you're, you're about a 10-hour drive from us down to Phoenix. Uh, short circuit over in Fort Collins is about a seven-hour trip, and the guys in Laramie, Wyoming are just shy of that. So it presents some interesting challenges for us, but also some cool uh, you know, road trip opportunities to clown car and go you know, see some different regions and different, different parts of this country. Um, but, yeah, you just can't get in a car and drive to another region and be there in 30 minutes. It's going to take a few more hours to get there. Yeah, roger that, brother. That's a great point. I might be tired of everybody. They might have to find a different ride home if I, you know, if I hadn't spent eight hours in the car with them and then work out. Uh, I might be tired of them by the time. They might, they might have to Greyhound at home. That's great. Good call out. Chief, uh, let, me, let me loop back to you. Any final thoughts? Anything else you want to throw back out to the group? No, no, no. I think uh, I think summed it up. I, you know, I love, you know, Tater and Coco. You know, we're trying to do a lot of what you guys are of just, focusing on the mission and, you know, the F3 culture. I think that's awesome. Yeah, roger that. And uh, for everybody else, I'm just going to say uh, I love having these West Coast guys on because they fire me up. And hopefully it uh, did the same for you today. So 
uh, go out and get after it. Um, keep getting the miles in for the Patriot Challenge or whatever uh, challenge you're doing for February. And um, for the rest of you, I'll talk to you next week. Have a great night.